ass ad, I swear. This one's for my friend, Sinister Seneker. He's opened his jerky company. You can find it at www.sinisterjerky.com. Use code FAMILY to get 15% off your order of jerky. It's really good. I promise. Help the homie out. You won't be disappointed. All right. We'll catch you after the episode. All right. Welcome to Castle Comms. Once again, I am the 8-Bit Nobody, and today we have a treat. Today we're going bar down with Booch26, NHL champion of the 2019 Minnesota Wild Gaming event. Booch, the floor is yours. How's it going, everybody? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it a lot. Oh, it's no worries. Thanks for coming. So, as we alluded to, you're a competitive player in the NHL scene for esports and gaming. How did you get started on that pathway? Like, did were you always a fan of hockey? Were you a fan of video games first? Like, give us a little uh, excerpt into how you got into this. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, well, like I'm 23 years old now. I've kind of just played hockey all my life and then just obviously kind of stopped as you got older and realized like no matter how good you are, it's like there's obviously a very small percentage of people that like get to that like find a final step. You know what I mean? Like I played a bit of like prep school and a little bit of stuff like that and just, I don't know, I always had like a love for hockey and stuff like that. Um, also like just, I kind of grew up around hockey like not something i like obviously flex or anything like that but like uh, my dad was a video coach in the nhl with nashville so that's where my kind of nashville ties come in nice um so obviously i just kind of grew up around that like atmosphere and then just hockey was kind of it was kind of whether you like it or not like hockey's a part of your life right did you have a favorite team growing up uh just by literally no choice at all i had to be nashville because i like grew up around the rink and it was like (laughs) with my dad and like being around the rink it was like if you like you cannot wear like any other team stuff it was like and we got to go like obviously just with my dad being in the organization like we had so you you bleed um, yellow and you're throwing fish on the ice (laughs) yeah pretty much pretty much but yeah like i live i'm back in canada now like my whole family's canadian it was just we were down there for my dad's job um but yeah, I live uh, now. Well, now I'm going to school. I'm in Ontario, but yes, for hockey, it was just like, um, just played it. And then I kind of just played like when I was a little kid, I played like NHL, like the 2000, like the early 2000s games, like on like this old ass computer. Am I allowed to swear on here? Oh, absolutely. It's an explicit podcast. Okay, swear okay, as much yeah, as I, you want. I, I did. I wasn't sure. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. But yeah, so I had this just old like piece of shit computer, obviously like way back. And I would just play like the computer games just for fun. And I just obviously loved everything hockey. I was like a hockey nut. And then just as I got older, like my first kind of games that I started to take seriously, um, were like NHL, like 11, 13 and NHL 13 was kind of the first game where I was like, Hey, like I'm starting to meet people like online and not just play with my buddies. Cause I kind of realized I was playing with like my friends and I just kind of realized like I'm a lot better than all my like real life friends kind of thing. Right. And I was like, Hey, I'm going to start like playing playing some stuff trying to like play with people online because there's so many people in the world obviously that are just like even better and then it just kind of carried on from there and then i took a break it just snowballs nhl 14 yeah exactly i took a break nhl 14 15 um just was like just kind of so being a little social butterfly in high school and stuff and then got right back to it so the nhl online lobbies were a gateway drug to you playing oh, at a serious yeah. level Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, literally it started with, like, I think the very first thing it started, like, 
I was playing with kids that I played hockey with in real life, and we just played, like, the three of us, like, not even, like, a full lobby of, like, six people or whatever. And then we played against people from I don't remember where, and one of them, like, messaged me, and he was like, hey, man, like, you're good. Like, let's run some games sometime. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is so weird. I've never played with, like... Because, like, NHL was, like, my first video game. Like, I've never really played... Like, I have now, obviously. But at that time, I didn't really play, like, COD or anything like that. Like, even the old CODs. I mean, who needs COD when you have a pixelated Yagimir Yager mullet on your old shitty pc like who needs cod exactly. you got that yeah cod was not necessary right. so yeah but then it basically just turned into like i started playing with like other people and then i realized there's like these leagues and stuff like that and i was like holy like there's like a lot going on well not a, compared to other games maybe not but like there's a lot going on in the nhl scene that, like, I just had, it like opened my eyes to everything i was like holy shit like, it's a lot sick. more layered than you'd think is one of those things exactly yeah literally exactly that so then um just started kind of going through there and then all of a sudden now obviously you see i mean again once like we said compared to other games like even the sports games like fifa madden like they're right. huge but like nhl is on its way man like hopefully obviously but it's oh that's just like it's kind of reflecting how it is in the states like it's a great sport sure. but the fan base mm-hmm. is like you know sunday mm-hmm. belongs to football the rest of the year belongs mm-hmm. to baseball kind of thing like that emerging market is definitely i feel there especially with people with the pandemic being at home, being forced to watch more TV. I'm sure a lot more people are watching hockey. Yeah. And then, so you got into the competitive scene doing online pugs, but what was your favorite game mode before you do that? Would you do like my player? Would you dynasty? Would you just do regular one season offs? Like, did you do the my Um, GM or the hut? When, yeah, when I was, so when I was, yeah, when I was really, really young, it was just kind of like, like the whole whatever like it started as like season mode and then as the games went on there was like the be a gm dynasty kind of thing so i would do that and then when i started to get into like online play that was like the like eashl or like club whatever you want to call it like the team play and now um once hockey ultimate team got introduced i was like a big player of that and like the on just online versus um so i play both now i've gotten into like i play competitively both the 1v1 and the 6v6 aspect right which is good because like it gives me i mean i like both i enjoy both honestly um i i feel like i'm i can compete in both too and then also it's just like it gives me the most opportunity because you've got tournaments through the year um on both in both game modes like those are kind of the two main things in so this, it gives me the opportunity to just like oh, absolutely it makes you a better yeah, player too because cool. like yeah. you're not focused on one position like in the 6v6 be like i'm a defender this is my role this mm-hmm. is my responsibility whereas there you gotta do like every single you know you jump yeah yeah 100 percent. so what is your favorite position to play uh i play center so i play right now i play uh in the 6v6 scene um it's a team called prodigy um, with a couple of other guys that I mean, I can just shut them out quick. They're also content creators as well. Um, there's Polgs, um, and then like Canadians, Geimer, Desi, and then our goalie doesn't really stream at all, but um, Rampage, obviously. Oh yeah, but this is and your then, show. You name drop and you do anything you want. This no, is your this is your time. Are, those are my boys, man. Those are my boys. We're a really tight knit thing. I just kind of got on with them at the end of 21, and then we carried it into 22. And right now we're in. There's two 6v6 tournaments going on. Because with 6v6 tournaments, it's not like a one weekend thing. A lot of them kind of stretch out. Like you'll have like a regular season, and then like that creates the seeding and then you have the playoffs after so for example um right now the columbus blue jackets tournament's going on as well as the capitals tournament that just started so we've got two nhl teams hosting a tournament which kind of goes back to the whole 
the kind of NHL scene is starting to grow. Like we're starting to see like NHL teams throwing tournaments and stuff, which is exactly that's amazing. Like, what's needed, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's awesome. So we're in playoffs for Columbus right now. There was like 70-ish teams in it, I think, or like 68 or something like that. And we finished second in the regular season. So now we're in playoffs and we're just kind of waiting for that. Do they do and that then, as like a round robin or do they do that as like, a, you know, um, one of those like tier trees? Yeah. So the way uh, CBJ works, or that's what we call it, but like the Columbus tournament, um, is you have like a, two weekly matchups each week. So, like, every Wednesday, those were the nights of the games. You played uh, two teams, and you played two games against both of those teams. Um, and the way it works is, like, the, it's, like, a Swiss format almost. So, you, like, we were consistent. Like, we're one of the better teams in the game. So, we would consistently finish, like, in the top 12. And so, if you finish in the top 12 out of, like, the 70-ish teams, whatever, you can only get matched up. Then it gives you a random matchup. But you can only match up against other teams in the top 12 to keep it, like, competitive and basically try like basically the goal of that is to keep you like at 500 basically but obviously right. there are teams that like win more um and you can't play the same team twice oh, in, the okay. in the tournament so, yes yeah, so you end up playing like the majority of like the top teams if you're consistently finishing in the top and yeah so we finished second in the regular season in that by like a point and then so the way playoffs works it was top 32 that make uh playoffs and you get to pick your opponent which is kind of an interesting thing. So basically, we kind of obviously you can kind of get a feel you, on the site. It's ran through uh, league gaming, obviously, kind of back to the organized stuff. They're like the best six v six league, like organized league. The amount of work that the guys do for that is absolutely insane. But that's where uh, Columbus and Washington are both ran through that site, and um, you can kind of go see everything. Like they track every stat. Like we were able to go look. Uh, kind of at how teams towards like the bottom of the 32 had done in the tournament because we had second pick obviously so only one right. team was eliminated for a choice and and i just got the opportunity to like just go through see who we felt we matched up best against and then just kind of go from there and pick them do you guys watch game film on on opponents do you watch like their previous matches um occasionally i would say not often i know some teams do we do sometimes but the nhl community is like small enough like it, it's obviously growing but it's okay. small enough where a lot of the teams we kind of know like a lot like for example like all the top 12 teams even probably down to like top 20 like we know but that keeps it the fun team. though like i'm sure no, sometimes yeah, you look at the awesome. schedule and you're just like oh man that's gonna be a good one <laughs> yeah yeah that that for sure like because we yeah every team in the top 12 we we like know 100 because it's kind of like those same teams that have been around the whole year and like last year most of the teams some of the teams have been around like there's a couple teams like um i don't know like a team called composure for example they've been around since literally like i mean obviously it's changed like the players on the team slightly but there's a couple guys on that team who have been playing on composure since like nhl 09 so it's like it's crazy to see like just like the evolution like people used to play for fun leaderboard games and now we're playing like a little bit tournament games yeah. for like real money and real obviously still the pride of it against like guys that i used to play against in like nhl 13 competitively for like a leaderboard game that meant nothing you know right right so is it just like real life hockey do you guys like chirp to each other before the matches <laughs> is there a little bit of that going on or is it mostly like um distance because of covid or do you guys still meet up and do lands um so there have been lands for sixes um right now everything's online 
I know the Washington event, I think they're still not sure. I don't know what the verdict is right now, but they wanted it to be the top two teams. Like once it gets to the finals, they wanted them to go to the land. But I don't think that's going to happen just because of like uh, obviously Omicron and all that stuff. I think yeah. that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, that, that sounds um, right. I mean, I'm not a. I'm it not sounds a, right to me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> all I, every um, time I hear it, I just think of fucking Futurama. Omicron, Percy, I hate. Yeah, yeah. It's just like I, I like I, I read about it. And I literally thought it was fake the first time I read it. I mean, like Delta sounds like somewhat normal, right? And like all the other ones, whatever. And then it's just like oh, I was like, that's not real, is it? And then. Now, obviously, obviously it is, but it's like it's hurricanes. Nuts. They'll have normal names. And yeah, then sometimes you get like, one that's like fucking out. There. Yeah, like, it's just like, this? <laughs> yeah, literally, literally. But yeah, so um, there was a land two years ago, and that was kind of the biggest 6v6 land there's been other than there was one in NHL 09 and then like a huge gap. Um, but the Capitals, who have consistently been running tournaments, which is awesome. It's great to see organizations doing that like year after year for us and oh, shout out to all the nhl teams that have been doing that thank you we appreciate it obviously it's super um, cool to watch that kind of oh, stuff too because like the nhl is so put cool. on a production so it's yeah cool exactly that they're, like acknowledging like hey this is the gaming community that loves our game let's do something for them yeah no 100 percent. the fact that we we can get obviously we're playing like the, the official like nhl game and then you have real nhl teams that are saying like hey we want to take a an interest in esports as like this esports scene for whole world is just blowing up like you see people now i mean 10 years ago obviously there were a couple of people who like streamed and obviously there were plenty of people sorry that streamed and did this content creation thing now it's like it's become like a real thing like there's people who like stream and do full-time like whether it's youtube or twitch just like content for a living and it's just crazy the way like whether competitively or casually like gaming has just evolved to what it is now like that's just crazy to me oh it's it's come so far like not to yeah. date, not like not to date myself but i was around when like the mario <laughs> nes was out and i remember playing joe thornton on like the old old super nintendo and now seeing him playing on the panthers in real life and seeing him in the current game it's like i remember when you were a pixelated little dude now you're yeah <laughs> literally yeah exactly it's like crazy to see like i always see um oh it's like a like one of those memes like on twitter all the time it's like showing like lebron james like what he looked like when he his rookie year in the league and like what he looks like in like the new 2k and they put it side by side and it's like dude that's insane so when you do these events at like you know the nhl sponsored events are there a mascot is there a mascot running around like for that one at the land like if you go to the philadelphia one is gritty gonna like sneak up on you I mean, that'd be, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of up to them. That's their marketing department. I haven't seen anything like that yet. Like, for example, like I said, the, going back to it, the big one uh, two years ago was the Capitals one. Right. And it was a pretty official land. I believe it was at the arena, like in like a room at the arena or like a box or something. I'm not sure. Um, but they had the top four get flown out there. So they had like uh, 24 guys, obviously, like the six guys from each team. And, you guys and then they kind of show it. up in a suit. <laughs> No, no, nothing like that. Not that. It's not there yet. I mean, I don't think it'll ever get there, honestly, just because it's, like, so separated from, like, the real life thing. Right. I mean, if we did, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you gotta yeah, have fun with it. Like, imagine going to the no, exactly. Coyotes, Phil Kessel hot dog eating. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, yeah, no, it's 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 been cool. I mean, like, that land was, obviously, everyone wanted to make it because it was, like, the first. Like, 1v1 has gotten a lot of love like over the years like 1v1 has kind of been the competitive mode and 6v6 was kind of 
kind of the joke around it is just like especially because like when there's prize money it has to be split between six guys so say you get like a five thousand dollar 1v1 tournament where like the winner gets 5k second place gets like two thousand third gets like 500 and then that's about it type thing it's like you win that tournament or even finish second you get 2500 bucks right or two thousand or whatever i said um whereas 6v6 say second place same prize like same prize structure like right. second place gets $2,000, but then you break that down divided by six. It's like, it's only a couple hundred bucks. Exactly. And with kind of what I was saying before, where it's like one V one tournaments are often like a weekend. Like usually it's like two days, sometimes even one day. And so you play it quickly. You get it. Obviously you play a ton of games. It's kind of an all day event, but then sixes, it's like, you can play the same tournament for two or three months, finish second place in the tournament, which is a great showing. And come out of there with like three hundred dollars. Because you're you know what I mean. Six ways, absolutely. Exactly. It's not and like it's a salary like, gap obviously. where it's just like, oh, I'm on no, yeah. I get nine hundred. Yeah. Yes, the rest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like what a lot of teams do because like you do have like backups and stuff. Like a lot of tournaments allow for you to have like two. They call it like utils, like a utility position. Yeah. Because obviously, like you can only have two guys. You want a guy who can kind of play it's just so, like for example like i play center like i'm the starting center for prodigy and it's like we you kind of get with just the way the gameplay works and the way like you kind of practice with your team play with your team whatever you get very used to like a certain position and it's just kind of like if they were to put me on on i don't know right d for example it's like i could do it but it's like we would not have the same like structure and game style that like we do you know yeah, it's just like any so, other sport like i mean or any other no 100 third baseman at like second base is gonna be able to play the position but yeah it's gonna feel really really weak yeah no exactly and it's like especially a game like hockey where it's like you kind of have to work as a unit yeah it's like you have a, like one guy just like who doesn't understand the assignment almost it's kind of like all right well this is gonna be ugly so would you but say yeah, that so, your I mean, real life hockey playing experience helped you relate that to the game? You're like, hey, I I know my role. I know where I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. in this position. Cause did you play center in real life? No, I was goalie in real life actually, but I do think that helped me because just being a goalie, like I think you kind of see. I don't know. You just get. I mean, you get to really like watch the game. Like, there's a lot yeah, of times I don't like where your teams. Yeah, literally. Oh, there's nothing like it, man. Like being a goalie, I am so thankful for the experiences I had as being a goalie. The one thing I will say though is like there's games, man, where that's you gotta really entertain yourself. Like if your team's really shitting on another team, it's kind of like you're just standing there. I would literally just sit there in my crease and just like sing, like I was a weirdo, man. You but know, no, it's like you gotta entertain yourself sometimes, like man. That. <laughs> oh, dude, I was a weird. I'm a weird. All goalies are fucking weird, man. They're so weird. But that literally, it's like. But I do think that, as well as just growing up in the environment I did, and just like obviously how close I was with my dad growing up and being around the rink, and just like all my knowledge of hockey coming from obviously playing, but also like from my dad who was and like the culture. Like, you not to fuck it, but yeah, but like obviously learning the game through an, an NHL coach obviously is a pretty uh, rewarding experience for um hockey but yeah like especially 6v6 like more so 6v6 i'd say than 1v1 plays very i wouldn't say very similar to real hockey but like the structure of it and the understanding it's like the communication i think there's a high yeah that and then also just like for example i'm playing center and it's like i understand depending how we want to play and i mean it's kind of common sense to an extent but it's like for example if we turn over the puck in the offensive zone, my two wingers, Polgs and Canadians, they go in 
and they're pressuring the D-man who gets the puck and like pressuring kind of the DDD pass around behind the net or whatever. Right. Obviously, knowing knowing I'm a center and knowing we have two guys in deep, unless we're like really pushing, obviously with 30 seconds left and we're losing by one or something, right. I'm not going to go in deep as well and we get caught on an odd man rush, right? Like that's just, that's to me, that's common one. hockey sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like when defenders overcommit and they just like leave their position in the blue line, you know, one shot yeah. block away from a you know, break away the other way. So when the goalie pulls, when your guys' goalie pulls and another player comes on the ice, is that still that goalie player only, you know, in a different skin or is that a different utility player that comes in? Or do you guys know? Oh, oh yeah, that's... We don't... Honestly, in 1v1 and 6v6, the pulling of the goalie is um, just because of the way the game plays and how good people are at the game and, like, controlling the puck, like, possession-wise. Pretty much see It's kind of... Yeah, exactly. It's like there's very few times. Like the best time to do it would honestly be if you have like an offensive zone faceoff with like five or less seconds left, just because you know the team can't come down and score. And maybe it helps. But the other thing too is like, for example, like well, I mean, we joke around with our goalie. He's actually not bad. Like he plays one v one as well, and he's not bad at the game by any means. But we just joke around and we tell him like, no, you're you're staying in the net. Like we don't trust you. Like we mess with him, obviously, but. Um, but yeah, so the goalie does come out when that does happen. Um, the goalie does come out, like if he skates to the bench, he comes on and they give him like, um, like a random skater, like a Joe NHL type thing. Right. That's see, that that's the one cool thing about that is that you're able to do that. So as a center, when you crash the net and you're taking away the goalie's eyes, when it comes to redirections, do you have to do that with the hit stick or is that more of an automatic thing? Like, or do you not like so much into redirects? Uh, the redirects, it, that's the thing. Like some years they're incredible and some years they're not as good um, with the transition. Yeah. So a lot of it, a lot of two, like, like whether it's deflections or like any other kind of mechanic in the game, it's kind of like you kind of learn it like the first couple of weeks of the game. Like that's the biggest thing. I think again, one V one and six V six, like learning the game, like from a competitive standpoint, like knowing what works and what doesn't like, I think that's where the biggest gap comes. Like if you want to talk about like skill and stuff like that is like when you're playing competitively and stuff, it's like you want to have the highest percentage chances happening and stuff yeah. like that. So, you so yeah, like for shots. example, yeah, exactly. Um, for example, this year deflections are incredible for some reason. Um, it feels like every so, other year they update their physic mechanic. Like I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It feels like every other year it's great, <laughs> and then the yeah. couple years are. Sick. And then it's just yeah, yeah. No, this has been uh, a lot of people have agreed. Like just because we're in, this is the first year. Like other games, obviously, kind of have gone quicker than NHL. But this is NHL's first year on like the frostbite engine, which a lot of other sports games now have. So it's very, very different. Like the movement, the mechanics, like everything. Right. Um. So this year, yeah, deflections are really good. As a center, there's often there's a lot of times where, um, especially in 66, just because things are happening really quickly, like I'll kind of hover around the net. I'll see if my one of my D-men, either Geimer or Desi, have the puck. There's a lot of times where I'll kind of try and like shake my like my assignment, like the center on the other team who's obviously responsible for covering me. Right. I'll kind of just hover around and hover around, and then like kind of try and time it where like if I know they want to take a low shot or whatever i'll just like cut across the net and try and time it where i'm like right in front of the net as they're shooting because obviously if you stand still you're an easy assignment right right so you got to kind of always be kind of hovering around me but that's again kind of where the the real life hockey sense comes. don't want to be predictable 
Exactly. Exactly. That's really, I mean, that's what a lot of this game comes down to is when you're playing at that top level, like again, 1v1 or 6v6 goes for both. Um, you just, you kind of have to, obviously you have to like know how to play the game. And like, there's a lot of things that become like a meta, so to speak, right. but you still have to be, you have to have a level of like unpredictability as well. Like so if you what is the do the same thing every time with that, like do people just sit back door or <laughs> were they just trying to like chip and chase? Like what's the offensive meta at the current moment? I would say it's probably actually, I would say honestly for one going on and 66, it's actually similar this year. Um, this taking advantage of speed has been huge. Like there's a lot of time there, especially the way my 66 team plays. We're a very fast team. Like we try and play off the rest. Like we still settle it down in the offensive zone, but like even when we get in the offensive zone, it's kind of a, we're an aggressive team, I'd say. And I think a lot of people agree. And we've kind of taken on that style. Obviously these guys have played, like they were a team, like I came along, like their center, um, just kind of like went different way, whatever. And they needed a center. So I opt-in so like they've played this style before i came along so it's kind of their style that i like learned almost um so you guys but play yeah, like they're the very fast nights in their inaugural year you're just aggressive oh yeah yeah we're very aggressive our d our both our d men geimer and desi again shout out to them as well they're incredible at the game and every year just learning the mechanics and stuff like that and they're i would say two of the more aggressive defensemen in 6v6 in terms of just like they'll they like at guys and check or are they more like- oh yeah yeah geimer and desi are too like they're they're so good defensively but like there are times where like i don't know for example like a, a quick turnover in the defensive zone where we can push an odd man rush and desi happens to be like ahead of me and like just has speed already and we'll just like he, he just he's like all right i'm going and so obviously my assignment goals. is just like all right i'll stay back i mean you have What's two that? hybrid defensemen yeah yeah exactly yeah would you like Geimer and Desi are so good. Or, with the puck? Would you say your your play is more offensive or defensive, or do you try to balance it more? I definitely try to balance it. I think that's kind of I would say probably playing six v six. I think that's like the best balance as a center that you probably want is like the offense is obviously important, but obviously you need to be as, like if you I don't know the way. Yeah, you can't. I look at it and just from battle like, like as a center. No, yeah, exactly. Too. Yeah, no, exactly. Like every cut through the middle, that's the biggest thing in 66 too, is just what everyone can control everyone. So a lot of passes are made through um, what we call like a cut. So you'll have a guy kind of either cut across the left or cut across the right and kind of try and lose his man, like streaking towards the net. And it's kind of your assignment to like follow that cut and make sure that that pass doesn't just get through and he has like an easy, like wide open chance. Yeah, you don't want to get an um, open look because yeah, that exactly. league, they're not missing. No, yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, at that point, it comes down to like your goalie, and hopefully, he makes a save. But you, it's same as your life. Right? You want to give your goalie the the worst possible, like worst percentage shots possible, and make sure he can make like easy saves and stuff like that. You want them and to shout out to uh, those red lines and take those tight shots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, make them take the make them take the shitty shots. But yeah, like you were saying, as a center, I think the biggest thing is, is real life. Um, and just from what I've talked to, like just learning center, and obviously trying to get better like every single day and every time we play is like my assignment or in my opinion and kind of my team's opinion and i think probably widely known in the competitive 6v6 scene is like as a center you want to make everyone's job easier you're kind of like the facilitator depending how your team plays yeah no for sure um so it's like you need to make your defenseman's job easier in situations such as obviously the defense zone um like make it where you can kind of 
offer like help if they get beat or like uh if they're in like a weird puck battle in the corner kind of like hovering and if the puck comes loose like you can be there and grab the puck first and then also like on the breakout just making sure like if a team's forechecking really hard like just making sure i'm like staying really low like in the low slot and just giving them like an outlet pass and then from there i can chip it up the boards to one of my wingers and we kind of go from there what is your favorite shot selection and if you have any target that's your favorite like what is it is it five hole are you trying to go crossbar like what is your target and what is your shot selection uh do you mean shot selection like the actual like mechanic in the game yeah yeah like do you like the okay. hit stick do you like, like just the regular generic like the, oh, the game yeah, choose I, the stick. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say you kind of have uh, to at that level i would imagine yeah 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 at the competitive level pretty much like 99.9 percent of people use um, like what's called the skill stick in NHL. So obviously you're you deke with like moving your right stick around and then shooting with your right stick and with the left stick aiming your shot when you're while you're like flicking up with your right stick. Um, a lot of times, a lot of my shots, I try and get open for one timers. Obviously, a lot of back doors, but also when I kind of come in and can like find an open shot. But I'm a lefty. I like I, I play left-handed in game and like real life too. If I was ever skating out, I'd be left-handed. Um, but a lot of situations I find myself in, there's one shot I really like. And a lot of people know that I like this shot. So that's where kind of like the mind game and teams knowing teams comes in. Um, but if I can find it in the high slot, I really like to shoot um, kind of like mid to high blocker. Like there's certain situations where I get the puck and I just, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like I'll be coming down. So I'm a lefty coming down the left side or like from our point of view, like the left side. Right. And I kind of get into like, almost it's almost what you would consider a bad angle shot but it's not i don't know how to, it's kind of in that fine line of like kind of like around like the face off dot almost. it could go either way depending on the shooter in question yeah exactly and, and you're going waffle side too so even if you yeah, don't get the exactly. goal you're gonna get a fat rebound hopefully exactly yeah there's that and then there's um uh when taking that shot there's a lot of situations where like obviously the goalie's human controlled right so like if i have a guy who the goalie thinks i might pass for the one time or sometimes the goalie kind of cheats over a little bit and then like right. not a wide open net like at the competitive level you won't see goalies like flying out of the net or but anything you like see that, that subconscious yeah, cheating yeah, that they'll do they'll, see, they'll move exactly. a little bit 100% and then also there's it's been in the game for a year or two now but there's one really bad animation in the game for goalies when you take that kind of bad angle blocker shot where it's almost like a like the goalie like doesn't go down like he stands up and like kind of makes this weird like blocker animation and a lot of times he it like goes under his blocker kind of I don't really know how to explain it but like, it gives it away like showing it was, but yeah it's like basically like some it's good to take that shot because you can the goalie just sometimes gets a really shitty animation and it just kind of goes through him just screws so it's like it a over. good shot to take oh, absolutely yeah. well that's the thing is you got to know your game not mm-hmm. only the gate not only the person you're playing against but the game in question like that's a subtle cue that not a lot of people who you know probably know his players would never catch on to that but since you play at this level that's something you're looking for and a lot of yeah, people don't realize yeah, you don't shoot for goals all the time someone's just shooting for a rebound and as a center you know that winger's coming up on the opposite side so that totally makes sense why the waffle side would probably be the preferred side to shoot at because you know even if you don't get it in or hit the pole you're gonna probably hit off that waffle when it's gonna bounce off somewhere yeah no exactly that's exactly kind of men, men or my mentality when um 
doing that stuff because like i said it just kind of all comes back to making things easier for everybody if i can put my wingers in a good spot like really my, my game is controlling the game i think the center and six is again depends how your team plays but you have the power to like control the game more than any other position besides maybe goalie obviously right but you just have the power to really well center ice is your domain yeah you have the most responsibility so that totally makes Mm -hmm. sense so have you seen that assist that recently happened uh i think it was ducks versus sabers where he flips it over i know you're are they gonna add that to the game do you think in the next nhl um so right now they have the michigan like shot that like svechnikov has done and like a couple other guys have done yeah like the lacrosse style stick one where they pick it up yeah that's gnarly yeah so yeah you know it's sick the michigan is in the game but it's like insanely hard to do like there's a couple um there's one competitive player and now he's doing content uh his name's keso paguni shout out to him he's one of one of my good buddies i like him a lot um he has done the Michigan in online play a couple of times. Oh. He did he, he scored a Michigan goal in overtime and the clip kinda went like semi viral, whatever, just because like the Michigan it's like I'm not even a hundred percent sure how to do it just because it's like to me not knowing how to do it 100 percent and just with how hard it is it's like i would never do it unless i was like up eight nothing on someone in 1v1 and i was just kind of fucking around that's like the equivalent of the tony hawk 900 pretty much it's like you never see it it's like (laughs) yeah it's like you're not if you're and the fact basically the whole kind of thing around it is the fact that it's so hard to do and it's so like nine out of ten times is like almost like a wasted possession it's like the fact that he pulled it off in like an overtime of a competitive game. We were all like, what the fuck were you thinking? In and overtime too? After? That's insane. Yeah, yeah, and he scored and he started going crazy. It was awesome. That's like but, the equivalent yeah, of getting knifed so, in a CSGO major. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's insanely hard to do. So a lot of people, like, like if I'm playing, like, for example, like my hut champs which is basically like weekend league like i i don't think one person has attempted the michigan on me this year just like it's such a unicorn thing um but i don't know if they'll add the i feel like maybe they'll add the pass next year it's just with stuff like that especially the michigan it's like you have to find a way to make it so hard to do because it can be game breaking if you have a mechanic like that that's easy and anyone can do it right because it's probably like a good scoring you know what i mean it's just like you don't want something like that to break the game you know what i mean oh absolutely is there like is there a way for a goalie to defend against something like that do they just have to hug the bar or do they just have to hope that their I, body gets yeah the honestly honestly i don't even know because i haven't really seen it in 6v6 like 1v1 it's obviously a computer goalie and like i feel it it kind of beats the computer goalie you if you can do it properly from what i've seen right um as a sixes goalie though yeah i would say probably your best bet would be to like hug the post standing up because they have the option to like hug the post standing up like if the puck is in the corner or like when it gets in tight they can like um kind of like what we used to call like post me up which is made for like you know the gretzky style like reach around goal kind of thing you know that hug in the pole so it's kind of like a similar defensive stance from a goalie because that yeah no for sure crazy so in sixes, you can actually customize your player and make them look however you want to look. Does the goalie, is it meta for the goalie to take the Roberto Luongo stance and make him as big as fucking possible so he takes up all the net? Or is that not? Um, 
that honestly i'd have to ask my goalie about that because he's like the pay he oh he's crazy like he learns the game and the, the same thing it's like as much as we're learning the skater mechanics like he learns all the goalie mechanics and what animations he's going to get in a certain situation and like just basically what makes him stop the most shots right? like at the end of the day it's what it comes down to um i know he's been messing around with certain stances and like after games um like he'll, he'll say like oh I, di- I didn't like that stance whatever and i'm just like i, I don't know what you're talking about but like sure like do your thing whatever you want to do you know um but i think I, I don't know what stance he's using now again i'd have to ask him but it seems like this st- there's hybrid there's a weird yeah yeah so that's like the build like yeah. what you call your loadout and it gives you like different attributes based off but then there's also like it's called like your behavior and it's the same for skaters like you have a skating and shooting style so it's like basically what your animations look like and for example that's where goalies like uh like his stance looks like and they model it after like nhl goalies so i think I know I don't even know what he to be completely honest with you. I know it's a wide stance though, just because I think the animations you get out of that wide stance, he just likes having the ability to kinda like go across, like to make like a quick like post to post save or something like that. Right. That makes sense. So who do you well, your player, your sixties player, who do you get who do you model your shot after? Like, is there a certain NHL player? Did you just take a generic one? Um, so there's the way it works uh, for the shooting styles in the game. There's 20 of them and it doesn't tell you who it is. It just says one to 20, but there's like a list that got, I wouldn't even say leaked. I think it was like kind of public knowledge of like whose shot is whose. And what I found out is that there's only one anim- one in the game that gives you, I would say uh, like unique animations when you have to get a shot off, like quickly when you're like close to the net and that's Austin Matthews. He, he, for some reason, they give him like specific, like weird animations when he's, and basically it allows you to like get your shot off quicker when you're like in tight. And that's number 20 out of the 20. So I've just always used that because my mentality is like, if I can get something unique and that's a competitive advantage, it's like, why wouldn't I use it? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, he's got one of the best mustaches in the league. How do you say no to that? Yeah, exactly. 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 And the, one of the best releases from a shot perspective too. So it's like, I've had no problem with that. That's just kind of, yeah. If my shooter guy doesn't have a seventies porn stash or a mullet, I don't want him. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's, that's that. I would agree. So when it comes to these tournaments, I'm sure they're high stress scenarios. How do you prep? for something like this like how do you mentally because a lot of people overlook the mental aspect of competitive play how do you mentally get in that mindset to perform during these situations and then when things aren't going your guys's way how do you reset um so i'll have two answers for this because one of the 1v1 and 6v6 this is the first question i think where it's a little differed at least for me makes sense Um, so 6v6 i'll start with that just because that's kind of what we've been rolling with. Um, most of the time, we we try and scrim like once or twice a week. We just we call it scrims. Like obviously, it's like the short term for scrimmage. But basically, you'll like talk to teams again. Like we said, the top teams all kind of know each other. And we'll be like, "Hey, do you guys want to scrim tonight? Whatever." And we'll run just like two or three games against one or two teams, like other top teams, and just kind of work on stuff. And like it's still a very competitive game. It's not like you see people like standing still and like actually creating plays and like trying things like as if it was a practice. Like it's very much like a competitive game the same way we would play uh we were playing in a tournament kind of thing. Obviously taken a little less seriously. Yeah. But it's just kind of an opportunity to just kind of keep fresh and work on things and kind of see like, okay, like going into this tournament, like we gotta work on like 
I don't know, our power play, for example, like our power play has been really shit lately. Like, let's try something new or something like that. But basically me say we have game day, like, for example, these Columbus tournaments, like where we are playing teams in the top 12. So, you know, it's going to be like four games of like sweats. Like, it's going to be like these games matter. You're playing great teams. Like, it's like you got to really perform. You're sweaty. Um, Not actually sweaty, but like just kind of that mental like sweat almost. Oh, some Um, people that turns into real sweaty. Oh yeah, there's there's times, man. Playoffs, like that's a different story sometimes. Oh, yeah. Um, but usually for me personally, I just like I don't know. It almost sounds corny, but I just want to make sure my mind is like sharp, because um, that's really what it comes down to. Is like the physical is kind of whatever, but it's like the mental fatigue, especially when you're playing four like sweats back to back. Is like you just want to make sure your mind is sharp. So obviously, I just try and make sure I'm not like exhausted. Like, obviously, real life comes first, and it's like, if you have to work, if you have to, like, if I have class on work that day, it is what it is, but I'll grab a coffee before the games and just make sure that I'm, like, ready to go kind of thing. I'm just making sure the mind's alert. Right now, I literally have a Tim Hortons iced coffee beside me, yeah. Um, It depends on the day, though. Like, lately, I've been uh, getting into stuff. I'm not a huge coffee guy, which is crazy. I just, like, my my taste buds just aren't there yet. Like, I I really like tea. kind of guy, or... Oh, what? Are you more of a G Fuel person or are you more of a uh, Honestly, G Fuel, like I, this kind of actually, this part, um, I was in NHL 19, I was signed with uh, Lazarus, if you're familiar with them. Oh, yeah. Um, the esports are, yeah. So I was signed with them for NHL at that time. And we had like, obviously a G Fuel sponsorship and they used to just send me G Fuel like every couple months, whatever. Um, and I tried it and I'm like a really like, not insanely, like not day to day, but just like when I. Like, I've kind of only started to build a tolerance for caffeine now, but it's like, I'm a kind of an anxious person. Oh, so yeah, I, I found know. G Fuel just made me, yeah, G Fuel just made me really jumpy and jittery. And I found like, I, li- I literally was playing tournaments and like, I couldn't sit still. It's like, I and can't my play heart was just like, cocaine, guys. I don't yeah, I was, I was like, dude, like I, my heart is moving a million miles a minute. And it's like, when your heart is like that, and then like you're in the last minute of a tied game in like oh, the semifinals of a tournament bad. or something. It's like your heart gets even for, and I'm like, holy shit, I'm literally like jumping out of my chair, That's like trying to focus real sweaty. <laughs> yeah, no, that's like actual sweat. And I was just like, all right, I don't like this. It's probably not good for my brain being an anxious person. So I kind of nothing against you feel like you, I know, obviously they're, you like, were mixing like gaming water, Lord. right? You weren't snorting this shit. Right? Oh no, 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 no. I'm just a very, very low tolerance for caffeine. And it's just, <laughs> totally. uh, no. wasn't for me and again like a g fuel like i mean the one thing i will say is when i took g fuel other than that my the times this couple times i've taken g fuel have been like the best i've ever played so i wish that i could like take g fuel and like be normal but i just can't factor. and it's not good for me this is too much it's not worth it yeah it's not worth it um uh, I, I but oh for on that. The, yeah the day i qualified for minnesota and made the land which we can talk about later or whatever i um i i took g fuel that that was like one of the 10 times in my life i've taken g fuel and i made it to the finals of that so if that says anything about how i play when i take g fuel but now now it's just coffee and i find coffee honestly gives me a similar effect just without the jitters so right i'm fine with it do you take it black do you put like a bunch of shit in there or is it just kind of don't really care Oh, I, I, my taste buds aren't there for black coffee and even hot coffee. Like I, what I've just been doing is just getting iced coffees. 
iced coffees and put like a shot of your caramel in it and then i'm good to go just wait till you become an old bitter fuck like me then you won't care yeah <laughs> exactly drinking and be exactly oh, exactly man. so um, let's talk about the minnesota thing so when going into that do you and your mm-hmm. dream of dreams think that you were going to win that tournament when you got into there first like even mm-hmm. before you qualified yeah I want to say yes, just because you want to, and like I think I tricked my mind into being like, yes, I can, I can fucking win this tournament, like whatever. Um, at that point, with like the power, there was like a power rankings thing that a couple of content guys, like No Sleeves and a couple other guys, were uh, were doing. And at that point, I was like ranked as top ten in the world at, in the one v one thing, and like I would say I'm still probably close. Like now, like I took a bit of last year off. So I'm probably more towards like the top 15 top 20 right now right. but again it's hard because there haven't been tournaments yet this year so it's hard to like rank people um but at that point i was like probably i felt the best i'd been like through nhl 19 and 20 and i was i had just never i had made it so far in so many tournaments and done so well and beaten so many people and given so many people like hell games and stuff but i had just never like broken through so um you hear things like that that you're top 10 in the world like does that hit a certain way or does it just like does it not affect you in any way you're like holy crap I'm I, like, in the entire like, population for, of the yeah, world yeah whatever seven um sometimes like sometimes i want to say like no because i'm like okay like especially when those power rankings come out it's like you kind of like obviously you're not you're not a moron like if web before that comes out like you kind of know where you stand to some extent right like i knew at that point that i was like okay i'm having success like people are like respecting you, me like people match up with me and they're like you Fuck. come across then it's hard not yeah, to yeah. decent at <laughs> yeah no no for sure and it's like it's weird to talk about too because i never want to like especially with like even though esports really are a thing right now i never want to like hype myself up and be like oh yeah like i'm so right. sick of this video game but it's like don't i don't know i was, was kind of sick of this video game too for a little bit and i still am like i still play competitively whatever um, but no, it, it was definitely cool to kind of sit back and like, again, it's like a couple people's opinion, obviously, but obviously there are people that were commentating and watching like every one v one tournament. Knowledgeable on yeah, like, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't an idiot, you know? Like if a novice walks up and says, he's the best player in the world, like, you know, it's like, yeah, well, that's, that's <laughs> exactly. well, yeah it's really like, mean a lot. yeah, <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. But then they put together these lists that people really kind of were waiting every month for to see like who, what was updated based off the tournaments that month and stuff and like you see stuff like that and they're like oh like we've got bushes i think was like the highest i had gotten to was like number nine and this is taking into account like the europe scene as well so at that point it was just like being number i think it was, like i said i think it was like eight or nine in the world was just kind of like again like it's not something i like obviously like to flex or whatever but it's like it's pretty cool when you kind of stop and think about it that like oh it's it's a crazy that's that, like one of those like you know sure. sitting in the shower and just being like holy shit <laughs> kind of things <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, so that Minnesota tournament, I think it was kind of like, as I started to play that day and I was feeling really good, I was like, hey man, like this, this might be my time. This, this might be the one. Um, so just going through that tournament, my first couple games, usually the first couple games of your tournaments are kind of like just, I mean, unless you get a bad matchup, just there's so many people in the tournament at that point that you 
you know, like my first couple of games like where people i was beating by like six or seven goals again not a flex because just like i was playing people levels because I, I yeah no exactly it's like and balls. it's a free tournament yeah yeah it's a free tournament anyone can sign up exactly so i was playing people like there was one guy i played like again not at all like i chirped him or whatever but it's like he didn't like really have any idea what he was doing kind of thing and then it's just kind of like come the second or third period when you're up a couple goals it's just kind of like okay well he like this game's safe know. he probably thought the tournament was gonna be much people like him <laughs> yeah, like, yeah exactly no exactly well, and that's the thing that kind of goes back to our whole thing of like it opens your eyes it's like there's so many times where i was playing and i was like oh i'm so good whatever and then you play someone that like plays competitively and like just beats the living shit out of you like i've taken my fair share of ass kickings like trying to get good at this game and it's like you're kind of like holy shit like there's people that are that good at this game it's whole other echelons yeah and it's just like 100 <laughs> percent. yeah it's 100 percent. gnarly i would imagine yeah so For what sure. controller do you play with do you play with a scuff controller do you play with an xbox controller a ps4 style controller because i know everyone's different and they're like their preferences what, what do you like to take uh, right now, and like since I got the new console, like going into NHL 22, I've just been using like the the basic Series X controller. Um, I did again going back to the Lazarus thing. They also sent us uh, a scuff for both control or uh, both consoles at that point. So like Xbox One and PS4. Um, and I was I used my Xbox scuff for a while, and I loved it because the thumbsticks. Like I tell everyone this. And a lot of people are like, what are you talking about? And I don't know. So I don't know if this is going to make sense. But the thumbsticks on the Xbox controller, like, I guess if you want it, like, diameter-wise, are really, like, small. They are. And the scuff control, the scuff controllers, it's literally, like, double the size. Like, they're huge. And I just felt like I more comfortable like i felt like i had more control i didn't even really use like the lengthened thumbsticks like i just used the same like height as like a basic xbox controller but they were just like literally double the size in like diameter almost or like 1.5 at least and i just felt like i had so much more control of what i I don't know they just felt better like i don't know how else to say it and do you play with grips that controller like do you put grips Uh, on your controller I had the grip on the back, like kind of like where like your the majority of your fingers go, like as you're, as you're holding your controller, like you're kind of, uh, I guess I'm looking at my hands right now, like your middle, your ring and your pinky right. would go like when you're kind of holding the back of the controller. Um, but yeah, that controller just had seen its last day. I won Minnesota with that controller, so I probably should have kept it, but I don't have it anymore. Um, but that controller had seen it, its last leg times 10. It was time for to go so just with the basic one yeah but i'm thinking about it's just like for nhl just because like the paddles in nhl it's kind of like a waste like there's nothing to really use the paddles for right um so it's kind of like it it feels like a waste to pay that much for a controller but i'm thinking about it percent of it like yeah like you're saying the back paddles are kind of useless yeah so it's kind of like what's the point like do i really want to pay 200 bucks or whatever for and wait i mean not nothing against scuff but you're usually waiting a while for a custom controller like i've definitely waited two or three months for things at some point so it's like do i really want to pay that much and wait that much for double the thumbstick size like in theory yes but like in theory no i'm sure you want to play a lot with a controller before you take it to a competitive scene too so that's like yeah. uh it's going to take forever, and then I have to get acclimated to said piece of equipment that I just ordered to see if it's even viable for a tournament. So it's like, yeah, yep, I can see how exactly. it's kind of old in that regard, just waiting and waiting on waiting. So the Minnesota mm-hmm. event was a ones tournament, correct? 
Yeah, that was one v one. So it was just it was through online versus, and you had to use uh, it was sponsored like it was the Wild tournament. So you had to use uh, the Minnesota Wild like in game. But yeah. So who was your uh, who was your top goal scorer that game? Was it Preze? I'm trying to remember the Wild roster from like at that point. I'm trying to remember it too because that was three years ago now. Um, the first line I ran, I forget who the righty was on the first line. But I know my center was Miko Koivu, who, oh my god, he was incredible in that game. Like, not even, like, very high-rated, just, like, a lot of, like, me and, um, if you're familiar with uh, Young Gran, me and him are, like, best friends, and we talk a lot about, and he's best player in the game right now, at least in North America, 100%. Like, it's really probably between him and, like, Eki in Finland. Nice. Um, but he's, like, I mean, he won GWC last year. Like, he's he's the man, and he's, like, my best friend in the NHL community, I would say. Um, but we talk a lot about like the build a player has because obviously guys have different height and weight and like they feel different like Absolutely. once you, and that's kind of that competitive scale like once you get up there it's like this might not make sense to someone who picks up NHL for the first time but it's like when people on the competitive the level it, it's like just like Madden like every player feels yeah. like Madden and people get way into the weeds with Madden this is the same oh, yeah. beast only you know yeah. you're on ice <laughs> yeah exactly exactly. Dude, Miko Koivu that year, he was, he was, I don't know if he was my favorite goal scorer because, again, he plays center, so a lot of it was probably more assists, but he had to have my most point. Like, he did everything for me. I felt I yeah. would just control the puck with him and do everything. Yeah, and then I had, yeah, there's Parise. Uh, Granlund scored a huge goal for me. Like, that. this goal I remember a lot. Um, I'm not, I, I don't know how familiar you are with NHL community when I'm saying these guys' names, but uh, you probably or maybe are familiar with uh, Josh Fearless. I, you know, I I think I've seen him scrolling around because yeah, he's yeah. he's a maniac. I love him. It's, I, I've watched a lot of people at this point, mm-hmm. and it's just some of them really blow me away because like I would only oh, play he's... this game in my career mode because like, yeah. you know college campuses and stuff. I had shitty like you know internet connections, so I I wouldn't go on oh, yeah. too often. And I would always play defense. Then just watching the way some of these guys are able to just destroy a defense, just pick a defense apart. It's like I would have oh, no insane. way to play against this. I don't know how what I would. Do. Oh yeah, it's insane. But yeah, so semifinals of the wild turn, or I guess it would have been quarters because semis was like you win semifinals and you at that point you were in finals, but finals was in Minnesota where you got flown out. Right. So this was quarterfinals but like semifinals of that day if that makes sense no that makes um sense. i played against yeah i matched against josh it was the best of one tournament which none of we, the competitive scene doesn't really like because like someone can get a lucky win and go from there yeah, but like i will say i, I played hard it. like it's yeah it's, it's like a one game thing yeah it's like does that really say who the better player is i will say I I deserve to win this game. Like I outplayed this game, so I'm not mad. Like I'm not saying like, oh, I fluked a win out of Josh Freelis or whatever. But me and Josh at that point were like, kind of, we both uh, like Josh has like a huge pedigree of being like as much as I have like a history and like a whatever. Like Josh has been like the guy, like one of the guys, like forever. Like he's been doing this for so long, and he's always at the top. Um, How long? So I matched up against him in these. Are they like three minutes, four minutes, five minutes? Uh, so it. It gives you the 20 minute timer, but it's four minutes of real time. Like if you went from 20 to zero, it's four minutes, right. like right on the dot. But obviously you have stops and stuff like that. But yeah, so it's four minutes in real life of game time, oh, no, which no. when you really think about it is not a long time. Oh, no, not at all. Yeah, they're quick, man. Like you can get out of a game like in 15 to 20 minutes. Easy. Right. Like Unless 15 like often. 
Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so I match up against Josh at this point. Um, obviously, again, top guys know each other. So we're like, all right, man, like talking to each other. All right, good luck. Like, enjoy, whatever. Um, good luck, but bad luck kind of thing, you know? Right. Um, but so we match up. He was streaming it too. At that point, that was when Mixer had their like six month span of being like semi popular. Or it was probably longer than that. But like, that, this was the year that, like, if you remember, Mixer was like a thing for just a little bit. Right. So Josh, for whatever reason, decided he was going to stream on Mixer that year while everyone else was on Twitch. And we were just like, all right, man, whatever. Um, but he was streaming on Mixer. I forget how many viewers he had. I want to say, like, for an NHL tournament, it was pretty good. It was like three or 400. Um, me and Josh played a fucking game. This is literally the thing between me and Josh. Every game goes to overtime. It's insane. It's just rich. So it's the law. Yes. Yes. Like literally nine out of 10 games we play. We've played four times this year. Two of them gone to double overtime and two were just regulation but like we go to overtime in every game like it's just neck and neck me and josh played a game is that because you to go just like trying to michigan each other <laughs> i wish man <laughs> take the sweat away it was literally like i was literally screaming that whole day like i was going crazy sweating that that's the like G the fuel. most that was the g fuel that, yeah yes dude yes <laughs> but dude that, i've never wanted to win and i don't know why because it was like a big tournament but like gwc is obviously bigger but like once i got to that point where i was in like technically semis against josh i was like i want to win this tournament so fucking bad like i'm so close um me and josh played a double overtime one nothing game <laughs> It was ridiculous. It sounds ridiculous. <laughs> yes, it was crazy. And then so I had a two on one and this is kind of back to the Grandland thing. I had a two on one where I made just uh, he pressured me and I just got the perfect timing to throw. Um, at that point in the game, you could throw like behind the back passes pretty easily. Oh, nice. So I like went to my backhand and just put it around my back as he was pressuring me to Grandland back door, like on the rush on the two on one. And then Grandland finally scored like at the end of double overtime. So we'd been playing for like 40 minutes. Okay. So he pursued and he I was like, stay in the middle and try to starfish and take the pass away. He's Oh no, 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 no. Oh no, no. Josh is one of the best like user defensive players in the game every single year. So don't and I, <laughs> yeah, no, he, Josh is, but yeah, so I won that and I, screamed my fucking head off i'm sure and then i played one of my other buddies who i didn't know much about at the time but now he's become one of my good friends um his tag is bar down beauty justin what's up buddy shout out to you it's a great um i know it's a sick name but now me and him are a lot closer than we were at that time and i played him right after playing josh um and then beat him i think it was like 4-1 or something and then went to uh obviously got my opportunity to go to minnesota and play the finals at the uh, mall of america against my at that point one of my best friends too along with gren um in sitful so that was pretty cool is that the two we were like going to that tournament we played so much to get ready for it like kind of going back to the getting ready for tournaments aspect we scrimmed so much and like tried to work on things together and, and then end up playing in the finals the hours that it took to scrim for this what would you say just a ballpark i think a lot of times it's hard to like determine how many hours got allocated to a specific tournament because at that point there were a lot of tournaments going on at once kind of right so it was kind of like just getting ready for everything um i would say like i probably play the game every day whether it's for I have a, a day off, like, doing it. Like, right now, I'm on Christmas break at school, so, like, I'm on the game for definitely, I don't know, maybe four or five. I'm streaming, too, so it's, like, I'll stream for a couple hours and then just kind of play with friends or whatever and just chill. Right. And then, obviously, I'm, like, spending time with family and stuff, too, so I'm not on all day by any means, but I would say definitely at least trying to get in, like, 
Yeah, two or like three games a day. Else. You want a couple days before. You don't want the rank. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah. You can. Mm-hmm. We're not all think... Vander Kane. We can't step away from the game for three months and come oh, back and be good. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm exactly. I'm about the being good party. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, honestly, the biggest thing that a lot of people say, um, and I agree with this 100, is it's and this kind of comes with everything. Is like playing the game can only get you so far, but it's like playing it's not as much about the quantity as it is the quality so like when i ask for scrims i'm like yo gren can i get a scrim pogs can i get a scrim sitful um etc 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 like all these top guys who i know have like a chance of winning the tournament as well because it's like i don't know it kind of goes back to that like iron sharpens iron type thing it's like right. so you're getting ice you time play, you're getting quality ice time because if you're just doing public yeah clubs, that's what yeah people and it will, oh yeah if i'm just playing online better. versus tramp yeah trying out minnesota and i'm beating a kid 11 nothing it's like well What's that doing for me when I have to play Josh Fearless in the semifinals? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not used to playing that caliber. Right. Yeah. So, I'm looking at the Minnesota picture where you're awarded your winning check. So, (laughs) when you get a Happy Gilmore big-sized check, do you keep it? Do you frame it? Because I don't know if the bank will cash a check that says Booch 26. Yeah, Yeah, no. they, they They mailed me a little tiny one, and I cashed that. But, um... Yeah, that big check, I have it. Uh, it's I'm home for Christmas right now in Montreal, but at my student house uh, just outside Toronto, I, I have it there. Um, also here, funny enough, I have, because uh, Gren and Regs, they both stayed at my house for the Montreal tournament that we were in in NHL 20. Gren ended up winning. I finished third, so I got 500 bucks. But Gren and Regs had to fly out to Minnesota the next morning. I drove them to the airport, and Gren couldn't take the, that big ass check on the plane obviously speaking of how big the checks are so i can literally see it right now i'm looking in the corner of my room it's still sitting in like my closet just waiting for him to eventually come get it or us to figure it out well at least he didn't um, have to so fold it up can you imagine folding something like oh, that? Yeah. no that thing would snap it's like yeah. that weird like styrofoam middle type thing that thing would snap in half but yeah i'm literally looking at the check right now it's funny that's pretty sick. So yeah, so you have that up in your house. You're gonna put like RGBs all around it for when you stream as your back. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and just keep it green at all times just for a little, the while. Little flex, like you know. Like, oh, oh yeah, I dude. That. I right now it's funny because like my stream. We were literally talking about it yesterday. I was streaming and um, my background just because like it's my old like childhood room type thing like it has like and i've taken everything off like my wall behind me is like literally bare it looks like i just moved in like um because i'm just here for a couple weeks so i'm streaming and my background is like bare and gren was like wait do you have my check and i was like yeah and he's like dude you should put it up in the background (laughs) just like it's like young gren on it and he's like i was like okay so I'm probably going to do that today and just see the comments I get when it just says, like, young grand, 3,500 bucks right behind me. Yeah. I put see your, what people have to say. I put your po- I put your check up right where my Montreal Expo poster used to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, living in Montreal, are you a Canadiens fan or do you not care for the hometown mm-hmm. team? I My parents are both Canadiens fans. And so, like, two extent like i guess they would be kind of like my second team like when they went on the cup round last year i was like happy but and more for the city but like uh, nashville always be my team that was my because i'm a show yeah i was like (laughs) yeah that'll do it eh? yeah i mean i i grew up 30 minutes from their barn so it's just like i i was born into the pain that is bay area hockey (laughs) 
<laughs> oh yeah oh yeah i've always making it that far but can just never figure it out right. that's yeah that's <laughs> one of those things what can you do um mm. so were you present in nashville when they played the sharks in the conference final uh which year would that have been i think it was 2007 i don't know i was i was deployed oh, in the yeah, military yeah. i missed that like okay. i was so pissed the one year my team makes it to the <laughs> cup i can't even watch it because i'm deployed yeah and there's no tight oh, yeah. no tv so i had to hear about it i thought everyone was lying because the sharks never yeah <laughs> i know um i was in nashville from 98 when i was born well i wasn't born in, i was born in ontario we moved when i was two months old to nashville um oh, in 98 right when the team yeah i'm born. canadian yeah yeah my dad was hired like upon expansion type thing that is so um cool. and then we were there till 2010 so my dad was there 12 years so i saw we first made the playoffs i think it was like 06 or 07 and we played detroit and detroit was like our arch nemesis for so long obviously just being division rivals and it was like right detroit detroit Detroit. that was like biggest hated catfish <laughs> yeah yeah they had the octopus we had the catfish it was just it was a good time but yeah like the, it kind of with the my dad coaching like uh, i got to go to every home regular season game and then playoffs as well it was like we had our tickets and stuff like that so i got to see a ton of home playoff games against all sorts of teams, I guess. Uh, got obviously, a lot of San Jose. <laughs> all that. What's that? You probably got to ride the Zamboni once or twice and do all that. <laughs> no, actually, I never did. But I've skated on the ice plenty of times. So I, I never got the Zamboni, but I got to. Like my dad would be working. This was a pretty cool thing that I took for granted. But like my dad would be working in his office, which is like just right through the tunnel off the bench kind of thing. And he would just be like, all right, I got to work for a couple hours. And like, he was the video coach. So it was all like breaking down film of other teams and stuff like that. Right. And he'd be like, here, like, he'd be like, you want to come to the office with me today? I got to work, but like, bring your equipment. You can go skate. And I was like, okay, obviously like, oh no, I don't want to skate on the Preds arena with an empty arena and live out my childhood dream. No, I'm good. Like it was like, okay, sure. Yeah. sounds good. So right. I'd bring my skates and he'd just get me a bucket of pucks and just put me out there when I was like, uh, I don't know. I started doing that when I was like six or seven until I was like 11 or so. And he would just put me out there and I'd have a bucket of pucks. And it's pretty like, again, I, it's not like something I like to ducks-ish. like brag about, but you know, that sounds, that sounds yeah, like dude, it was like, <laughs> Oh my dude. Like it's, it's surreal. Like I'm literally having flashbacks to it now. It's like an at, at like an NHL arena empty. Like, and I mean like fully empty, like nobody in the crowd, whatever. Like more it's like empty. S- it's like loud yeah it's like loud silence oh and it's like i'm just like i was like eight years old and i'm skating around like like literally like oh here comes boo she's on a breakaway blah 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 blah, all this stuff like talking to myself i'm coming in and then like i'd score and i'd like do some dumb celly or something like that and i see my dad come up from the bench he's like what the fuck are you doing (laughs) i'm like man let me live like i'm but dude like in all seriousness like from a non-joke perspective that's like one of the most cherished memories like i mean i got to do it a couple times but I mean, definitely one of the most cher- it's it's the most surreal experience and like you can't even explain like the i don't even want to say like emotion but like i guess just the feeling of it like just skating around an empty arena and you just kind of like look around and you're like holy shit like, everything that it is to be a kid you know it's just like oh 100 percent. that was like peak dreams, yeah 100 percent. crazy and a brand new bar yeah, on man. top of that where everything's beautiful Oh my god, man! Like uh, my first time ever skating, I was a baby. My dad put me on skates when I was like 
a year old or something my first time being on skates on any patch of ice was there which is nuts to me nashville will always have a special place for you oh nashville nashville's home like i moved when i was 11 or 12 because obviously i mean it's fine now but obviously unfortunately uh, my parents split my mom was canadian so was my dad but so my mom and I being Canadian had to come back. Right. Um, so then they're both from Montreal. So we came back to Montreal. They're Anglophone, like they're English, they're bilingual, but the English is their main language. Um, and, but they're from Montreal. So we just moved back to kind of English part of Montreal. And I went to high school and my first little bit of college there. And then I, uh, went back to Toronto for university, but yeah, Nashville is even like Montreal. Like I come back home to see my mom and like, I'm here with my mom and my little sister for Christmas break um, from school, but but Nashville's home for all of us. I could totally understand that. Yeah. It's uh, it, I'm just trying to wrap my brain around like that whole experience. It must be crazy. Like everyone has those things as children, but that's so cool that yours was so encapsulated in one particular area with one particular team. And then what you're doing right now, it kind of, you know, holds hands with that. So you're still kind of part of that world. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I hockey's just been like, like, I, I mean, obviously now talking about my childhood a little bit more like hockey's been my life since i was literally born like quite literally born like my dad was working in the nhl offices in toronto and then when i was like a month old got the job with nashville and that was how my life started you know so hockey's been everything to me and then obviously like video games become part of a majority of like young boys lives i mean girls too now obviously like everyone not to get into the whole oh yeah uh, people can only games. play whatever like every yeah everybody games but just at that point in time it was like every boy like 99 percent of yeah it's just it like, was like growing up as a boy it was like you're up. gonna play video. like a lot yeah 100 percent read comic books but when you, you know it first came out it was like it was just heavy no 100 that's just how it is yeah no nothing to do with yeah but, or anything like that it's just how it was 100 percent so, mm-hmm. Predators is currently second in their division. Are you been have you been following them pretty closely, or has it been? Oh yeah, Waxes yeah, I follow. Who's your favorite player? No, I, uh, on the team. Currently on the team, um, I'm a goalie, so I would have, probably have to say UC Saros. But I love Roman Yossi too, our captain. Oh, he's he's Yossi. he's like if it's not a goalie, like if I have to pick a skater, it's for sure Yossi. I think he's and being the captain too, I love him, and he's so he's so fucking good at hockey it's unbelievable yoshi for me is always a staple when i build a fantasy team because he produces oh yeah dude oh it's it's unbelievable he he does everything he does literally everything and it's crazy too like he wasn't like an overly high draft pick he wasn't really supposed to be like our guy like i remember when we drafted him and it was this this swiss kid and we were like okay like but that's always probably gonna be good whatever those oh yeah well same with joe yeah dude same with same way yeah Literally, Pecorini was the same. Pecorini was like a sixth or seventh round pick, and he just had one of like I mean, he retired like a year ago, but he had, he was my favorite player when he was still playing. I loved him, and I got to meet him a couple times, which was cool. And he's the nicest guy in the world. And do she um, offer you guys? Like I remember, yeah. it was the <laughs> yeah. Tavares like draft. You know, like who's going to yeah. go number one of the Islanders? I totally thought he was going to the Islanders. I did not think he was going. To yeah, the I wasn't sure, but yeah, he obviously slowed down. After, like he just, I don't know. I mean, not career didn't pan out, but he's had a rough p- past couple of years. But to see him yeah. kind of start the way he did now, I mean, he's hurt right now, coming back soon. But well, if if the NHL ever gets back playing, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see what true. happens in the next couple of weeks. He came back from, uh, you know, well, he was a product of North Bay Battalion. Yeah, the COVID thing is strange. Cause like. Uh, 
But I remember mm-hmm. when the Sharks had their breakout and they had like four players off, like, like had all their defenders gone, and they're like, you got to play anyway. But now it's like it's starting yep. to become more spread. Uh, some yeah. places in Canada are moving down to 50% to, if not, no fan capacity. So mm-hmm. I, I hope that doesn't affect these bigger teams doing these gaming tournaments. But if they're going to do it as a online events, it probably won't affect it. Maybe, you know, lands off the table, unfortunately. Because I'm sure the land events are way more fun to participate in. I'm sure the land oh, events, yeah. you get to communicate with everybody. You get to see it. You get to be in it. Oh, yeah. Online, yeah, playing, playing across. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Um, but no, the lands, like, playing across from someone is, like, a surreal experience, too, that I've obviously had the blessing to do. I've played it. I don't know, upwards of 10 lands, I'd say probably at this point, whether it's a really small thing or like something as big as like Minnesota or the Leafs one or the Montreal one or whatever, something like that, like a wait, I guess like a major NHL tournament. Right. Um, but I've been blessed to play at land uh, a, a ton of times. And it's just every single time, like, I mean, now, like the first time you're, you're definitely nervous, but now I'm at a point where like the nerves aren't obviously there as much, but it's a surreal experience. And the other thing too, is the NHL is such a smaller community that everyone at that top level knows every. Yeah. And there's definitely people who kind of, especially virtually, like, I don't know, like it gets competitive. There's people who obviously there's tripping and stuff like that. There's There's some people I, I, I'm cool with everyone. Yeah. And there's going to be people like, I guess your rivals are people that aren't too, too fond of each other. But like, once it gets to the real life aspect, it's like most people are pretty good with each other. They're pretty chill. I can't imagine there's too many like actual fists. Oh, no. No, dude. And and a lot of people, uh, like, obviously, there's a lot of that internet stuff where a lot of people act like, uh, like, oh, I better not see your land type thing. And then it's like, yeah, man, you'll probably shake my hand at land. I was doing that for the views. I was doing it for the likes. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Pretty much. That's what it comes down to. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Yeah, but you know, then again, I've seen fist fights at Magic the gathering like tournaments like anything yeah no oh yeah and it definitely happened and it's like something you gotta like that competitive side can sometimes just take over right. when you don't know like where the game ends kind of thing but no for the most part nhl has always been pretty chill the other thing too is we're not like even even gwc which is like winner gets anywhere from 20 to 50k or whatever depending on the year it's like even that it's not like it's a lot of money for a kid but it's like it's not life changing per right. se but it's still, so it's, it's like as when you're young it's a it's a good little year. oh yeah if you if you get that before you're like 25 you're like holy fuck i mean even after you'd be like holy fuck but it's like um obviously like i don't know say you're 18 and you win gwc and you just you get 50k i mean taxed after obviously but you get 50k sent to you it's like holy shit yeah, it's one of those things with money. It sucks as an adult. It's like, wait a minute, you're telling me magic isn't real and $2 isn't a lot of money? Fuck this. I want to go back. That's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, and now it's like if I win this year, like, I don't know, say there's a tournament where the winner gets 3000 bucks. It's like I win $3,000, say I win the tournament, whatever, and it's like, oh, that $3,000 goes to, let's see, uh, student loan, rent, grocery, like, you know what I mean? It's like, obviously, I have money, like, I have money to my name, saved up and all that stuff, but it's like, but you just it's not like that, that. A certain amount is yeah. going to, you know, oh, yeah. government, it's, that money's going towards yeah. paving roads and also giving the RCMP mm. uniforms or whatever they plan to do. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely not the same. It's still cool, though. And a lot of it is like the pride thing, right? Like I've been playing for so long. I play competitively like the money's cool. Don't get me wrong. If there was no money, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'd 
I'm sure I'd still play, but like the, like having the money aspect being like there, even if it's not life changing money, plus the pride. Yeah. Plus the pride. It's like you get those two factors joining forces at the same time. And that's where kind of that drive comes. As long as it doesn't become a job, as long as you're not turning on Mm -hmm. your PC, your Xbox, your PlayStation, and you're like, oh, gotta check into the, you know, gotta get my eyes in kind of thing. Yeah. As long as it doesn't become that then Mm -hmm. you know like yeah of course there's gonna be those days where you don't want to do it but you're like i I gotta do this yep yeah for sure for sure but yeah (laughs) yeah literally yeah that because that that's the retirement moment um but no for sure like there's there's definitely days where and that's kind of what grant and i've been talking about that recently and there's a lot of people that like and not to say like oh you don't understand no one understands what we go through and it's not like that at all but in order to be at the top level of the game every year there's a lot of stuff because a lot of people top guys stream obviously like that's kind of right. where that streaming has gone to a lot of people who are very very good at the game it's like people want to watch people who are good at the game right oh absolutely um, they want to improve their game or they want to exactly be assholes and troll you know? <laughs> like, okay. yeah 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 it's one it's one or the other um but yeah so me and him have talked a lot about to people like or more to each other but just like the stuff that goes on like behind the scenes like it and it sounds corny to say almost because like and it's just just not like a a life game like where you can literally live off it um but it's like kind of life game yet yeah hopefully but i mean the work kind of that goes on like behind the scenes in order to be like for example a top 10 player or whatever for like example gren to be like best in the world or like in that conversation of is he the best in the world every single year for the last however many years like the work that goes on behind the scenes even for me to keep at the level i'm keeping at is like it's i don't know i, I don't want to say people don't understand but it's like there's so much it's shit a, that goes on behind the scenes like work and like learning the game and yeah plus, for you're going sure to school you're going to university and you're mm-hmm. working on top of that so it's like yeah yeah. School in itself is a full-time commitment, but you add a job yeah. to pay for books and all that other stuff because college books are way too fucking expensive. And then to still yeah. have time to scrim and to practice, it's one of those things. So what are you currently going to school for? What are you What are you majoring in? Uh, I'm in my last year at uh, Brock University in, uh, it's in St. Catharines, Ontario, so kind of around that Niagara Falls area. Um, I'm studying sport management. So it's basically a business degree with like a sport focus. Nice. Essentially. And then uh, dream job. If you could do anything for a living, do you want to work in that real life sports management? Would you be an NHL gamer full time? Like if at this point you were given like, you know, a blank check, pick your occupation, what would you pick? I would say just, I mean, if I hadn't had already gone to school, I would probably pick like, even now, maybe it would definitely be in the conversation. I would consider picking like the, like I'm streaming now and I'm doing well and it's fine. Like, obviously I don't do it for the money, but like, obviously money Money comes from it. Um, and there's some, yeah, there's some definitely part-time money, like on the side, it's like hobby money, I guess. Um, and it's nice to have for sure. 50% pimp cut, you know? Yeah. Um, but if I could do this full time, like, and I mean, maybe obviously that's kind of the dream, like we'll see what happens obviously. Um, but if I could do that full time and then like play NHL and NHL had like enough of a money scene where like, if you were anywhere in that top 10 ish, top 15 ish in the world, like where I'm at now kind of to, um, what's it called to like 
guarantee yourself money even if you don't win tournaments but by consistently placing well like if that structure was in place kind of like madden like we always talk about madden like me and the top guys we joke around and we're like dude could you imagine we played madden like you could be the 15th best player in the world and come out with 10k on the year you know what i mean which again not life-changing money but but still a 10k goes a long way that's a car that's you know that's a lot of things yeah that's down 100 like 10k in itself is not like you know the end all be all but it's i'm not gonna say no to 10k yeah exactly exactly but honestly if it wasn't the gaming thing and now that i've gone to school and like i literally have one semester left like i'm done in april i would say just with all the kind i've put in to finish school i don't want to put it to waste i would say honestly actually hold on like either what I've always wanted question. to do is work for a pro team. Yeah, I would either work for a pro team in the NHL just because that's my favorite sport, favorite league, um, and be dream job would be working my way up to eventually become like director or like VP or something of marketing. I think marketing has always interested me from when I was studying business to now studying like sport business technically um marketing has always kind of just caught my eye i mean right. no pun intended obviously but i was gonna um, say was that, was that a pun? yeah oh, that was, no i did not mean to do that i'm not gonna lie to you um it worked out well though but no marketing has always been kind of the thing that's um interested me the most um but through some recent experiences with jobs and stuff like that i've gotten a very good look at the guest services and fan engagement side of pro sport Um, I was just recently working with a CFL team just for home games this year and doing guest services like for home games. And And I really realized, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the team was the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Okay. Um, So it's in Hamilton, Ontario. And uh, we have like the Grey Cup, which is our Super Bowl. And Hamilton was hosting it this year. So I got to work the like championship of the CFL, which was insane. Um, So pretty cool. Um, but just getting to see that guest services and like working for a pro sport organization firsthand, it kind of gave me a different idea of maybe what I want to do. So I would say same thing, being a director of a pro team, uh, like fan engagement or guest services type thing That'd be awesome. would also be extremely interesting. Yeah. Right. That's, see, that's the cool thing is it, there's a lot of options with the degree you're getting and the background that you have. Like you definitely have connections and you're networking when you go to these events, I'm sure, because like, you know, the Minnesota Wild event and other teams that put on events, you get to meet some of the staff that work there that for that team. So that's a great place for you to network, meet people, you know, do business cards, all that other stuff or however you guys network in this community. I'm not sure yeah. exactly because everyone's a little different how they do things. But it's cool that you're, yeah. you're building these bridges that you you can later potentially use yeah 100 percent. like for example you were talking about the minnesota tournament funny enough i literally um the director of this is kind of where that kind of stems from is the director of marketing um i believe her name was i want to say i mean name doesn't matter i guess but the director of marketing at the time uh the one of the nicest ladies i've ever spoken to he, um, I was at the tournament and I just, I was like, I was not like nervous to do it, but I was like, oh, I don't want to bug her. I'm like, she's setting up this tournament and doing all this stuff for like the PR thing for the wild. And like, I don't know how much she like cares, cares, whatever. And I was like, I'm just this little like gamer kid, like coming up to her trying to ask questions. But I went up to her and I was like, Hey, I'm studying at this point. It was my first year of my degree. Right. Um, so I was like, I'm studying sport management in, uh, like in Ontario, whatever. And I'm going to be honest with you. Your job is like my dream job. I was wondering if there was any like advice you have or whatever. Like, could I just pick your brain, whatever? And she was like, yeah, here's my number. That's super cool. Or here's like, she was like, shoot me an email and we'll set up a time next week to talk. So I shot her an email like after that day of the tournament. 
And she was like, yeah, call me. This is my office and my extension number, like at their, you know, whatever their office is. Um, and she was like, call me next week at this time if you're available and we can chat. And so I did. And sure enough, she answered. And we talked for like an hour just about like what I had going on, what my plan was, and just kind of how so she cool. got into that situation. Yeah. And it's just funny. Like, it's just awesome. Like that advice still sticks with me. Like the biggest thing she said was just like, literally, like you were just saying, like network and just like every little piece of experience you could possibly get just do it exactly it's one of those things where you don't know who you're going to encounter down the road in this life so don't burn bridges unless you have to no kind of no 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 I've, I've definitely learned that yeah because that's that it usually comes back to bite you in some way shape or form whether it be now down the road something like that and yeah, that's super cool that she took that as an opportunity to like help you out and teach you because she could have been like, oh, this kid's flirting with me. It just totally like, yeah, yeah, literally, <laughs> literally. Yeah, that could have been uh could have been interesting. But yeah, no, it was it was cool. She helped me out a lot, obviously, which she had no obligation to do. And it just kinda like it makes me think too. like once I because I have the drive, I know I'll get to something like that eventually just because I'm going to work my ass off to make sure I get there. I mean, um, you'd have to have that drive to be ranked 10th, like, you know, somewhere in the top yeah. 10 of the world. Like if you didn't have that <laughs> yeah. drive, yeah, that helps. like me wearing sweatpants. Yeah. Uh, hunger, sure, <laughs> for sure. But um, it it's kind of like once I get to a point where I'm in a career and say there's somebody that comes to me then and is like, Hey, like, how did you get where you're getting? Like, can I have some advice? Can I bring kind of like the same way I did when I was just this, like this young kid, whatever it's like, I want to like pay that forward. You know what I mean? And just help out other people. Like just kind of like pay for like someone was able to like take me aside and help me with that stuff. It's like, I want to go and help people. And that honestly, it's crazy. Like that takes into like, the gaming aspect too like there's a lot of people like everyone loves nhl a lot of people see like me and grand and josh and pogues and all these guys and Eki and all these guys that are like really good at the game and they want they're like oh like i want to get better at the game like i'd love to compete i'd love to go to lands i'd love to do this like what can i do and it's like so many people helped me and continue to help me like grand and i help each other every day with like getting better at the game and learning different things and stuff like that um and it just makes me like especially now that I'm streaming, like I've really kind of said, like, I want to compete. I want to entertain, but I also want to provide, like, I think I have a really bit, I don't want to say big brain, but like, uh, in, in terms of the game. Perspective. Yeah. It's and for NHL, it's do you have the physical play, but you also play the position that has the most responsibility. So you see the ice differently than most. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's like, I feel like, uh, like, again, not like I'm not, I don't know. I'm, I know I'm good at the game. Like it's not at all. Again, I don't, I don't like to flex things or brag, but it's like, you would have to be I, to not know you're good at the yeah, game. You're, tournament yeah. you're in the top 10. Like, just like, you know, like, yeah. hot people. Know I guess hot. So, yeah, like, you know? <laughs> yeah I, I guess that's fair. Um, but I feel like I have like a good brain for the game. Like I know the game very well. And I feel like I, I've always like, I don't know. I've start, only started streaming this year and it's actually, been going really well but i've always wanted just said like since i started streaming like i have my discord and stuff like that and i want to help people um get better at the game like if anyone like and i've already had so many people that just like and shout out to everyone that watches me consistently the fact that i have like loyal viewers that want to watch me play a video game is just still crazy to me but it's like and the people that just on top of yeah yeah that too 
and it's just crazy to me that like people want to watch me play a video game and like like, subscribe to me and like all this stuff and support me playing like a video game that i've played for so many years is crazy but just the people that like ask me questions every day and they're like hey like what can i do in this situation to be better and it's like i have the opportunity to like help people get better at like the game that i've loved playing for so many years like i think that's awesome what is the most common question you get in chat? Or is it just like random <laughs> stuff like, if you pull off a of Michigan, I'm donating $100 right now? Or is it like, yeah, you see, you see shit like that for sure. But um, common questions. A common question lately this year has been like, oh, when do, when does like the new content come out? And it's the same time every week, but people still ask. Right. Like, I'm like, hey, man, like, it's, it's the same time every single week, but here you go. Does um, NHL another common question. Gaming, did EA1 hit you up for, like, game advice? Are they like, hey, what can we do to make our game better? Do they contact you guys ever? Um, there's not, I wouldn't say a disconnect. There's, uh, there's like a program called the Game Changers. Um, there's a couple of really big content creators in there, as well as, uh, Queso, uh, who we talked about before, the guy who did the Michigan in overtime. He's a game changer. And, uh, so he, they have like group chats and stuff like that. And they're like in with the game developers and stuff like that. And can kind of talk to them. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's tough because EA sports is such a huge corporation, right? Like it's like, there's people think that the game changers have so much of a say in what goes on. And like, I don't know, I'm close with no sleeves and I'm close with queso. Um, and I know that they advocate for certain things and they try and push certain things and like, Hey, like this is a game breaking mechanic in the game. Like this needs to be taken out, but it's like, they only have so much to say or so much like, yeah, so much say and like changing things. Like people think that the game changer is like, especially cause they're I don't pumping know, they, out a new one every year. They might just be like, all right, yeah. well, there's no time to fix this. So let's implement that. Yeah. In 2023. Yeah. You no, know, who knows? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, um, so I wouldn't say to the competitive scene, I would say more to like, I don't know, they, they do try and change things and they're not bad, but it's like, um, I would say, honestly, no, the majority of the questions are just people in chat. And I would say the most common question I probably get is just, Ooh. sometimes there's like certain player, like it'll be about a player. It's like, oh, like, cause for example, ultimate team is like the most stream modes. Like whenever I'm streaming, it's the one V one and ultimate team. And I'll be like, oh, like, have you tried this new car? Like a new card comes out that is, looks like it should be good. And they'll ask and say like, oh, have you used this card yet? Do you think it's good? Like what I like him kind of thing. And I'll be like, yes. Or I'll be like, oh, here's a better option, blah, blah, blah. Or uh, strategies too. Strategies. That's probably the big one actually is like, I don't know. People watch someone who's streaming and the first thing they think is like, oh, what's your strats? Like it's gotta be the strats. And it's like, or the strats are helping you. And like, they definitely help, but it's like, it's a lot of it is the user input, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Strats definitely help. And I've been messing around obviously with the mechanics of the game and the strategies of the game and getting my computer players to do what I want them to do. And I feel like I've finally kind of found the direction I want to go. So finally, it took a while is more important. Would you say it's movement game player movement or is it stick handling? What would be more important if for somebody who's like not sure what's wrong with their game? Like what do you see is the more likely cause of people being like Um, stuck in a certain ELO or stuck at a certain level of game? Yeah, I think one of the big things is, the mechanics of the game you need to, you need to learn them like you need to learn what works and what doesn't what goals go in because as much as everyone wants to say oh glitch goals glitch goals glitch goals it's like 
there's spots on the ice and certain movements you make and like it's not like a bug it's just like a high percentage shot like a one-timer for example like you need to know that the shots you're taking have a high percentage of going in because you're wasting a possession in a competitive game that as we said is like a 15 minute long yeah exactly you're wasting a possession if you're shooting from nowhere and hoping it goes in because yeah like once out of a hundred times you're gonna get a fluke deflection like we talked about and it goes in or something and it's like at that point it's considered a bad goal because it didn't take skill to do but if i put my goalie and you score i'm not gonna spam glitch goal you know (laughs) yeah yeah exactly but um i would say offensively learning those and making sure you're not wasting your possessions because especially in a top level game possession is so important like you can't score if you don't have the puck like if you're not winning face-offs you know if you lose every single offensive like zone face-off then you're losing half of your possessions. You're losing a lot. It's, yep. It doesn't seem like no, 100%. It, you definitely are. 100%. And then defensively, it's so easy, and I get caught in it. Everyone gets caught in it. But it's so easy on defense and on offense to only watch the puck carrier, like whether it's you or the other guy. Right. So you, and you don't miss see the ice. setting up like, oh, that guy's setting yeah. up on the back door. Maybe I should, you know, yeah. go over there and tie him up. Mm-hmm. No, I'm looking at, I'm yeah. puck committed. That's like a ball chasing in yeah. Rocket League. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, exactly. You need to, offensively, you need to look where your other players are. And if some guy's wide open for a one-timer, like, hit him. You know what I mean? Right. And then defensively as well, it's almost the same thing. It's like, okay, where do I think this guy, like, watch where he's going, obviously but kind of be making sure you're angling off and taking away like passing lanes of certain other things where if he has a wide open one timer you're like oh shit i need to get someone over there and make sure that that's not an option for him right it's like and then also not chasing defense. you got to look at the quarterback yeah. guys like look where that guy's facing like, oh he's set up for this shot i mean he's set up for this pass yeah. he's not set up for a shot so maybe i should you go over there and try to check that dude on the blue maybe i can get a deflection maybe i can intercept the pass and get a breakaway like you have to be thinking one step ahead as a defender yeah, yeah, hundred percent, and that's where kind of back to that whole level of like at the top level being able to be like sort of unpredictable helps so much. Right, because if you don't know what you're doing, they don't know what you're doing. Yeah, that's to an I extent. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and then just obviously the possession from <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Um, but the possession too, like we said, is like the possession is so important because it's like eventually just naturally the way the game plays nine out of ten people are going to eventually chase themselves out of position because they get frustrated of playing defense for so long that they want the puck back because that's how this game works ever ever yeah everyone wants to play offense but everyone it's like to be the guy who scores it, like oh yeah and once day, you can break down a guy blocks isn't like lifted up on everyone's shoulders yeah you know? no exactly but like yeah once you can a band <laughs> yeah literally um, but once you can break down a guy's defense and just get him to start chasing and stuff, just everything starts to open up for you. So, and then the opposite is true. Like obviously, when you're playing defensively, you don't want to chase because you're giving away free opportunities, right? Like you want to kind of stay tight, make sure you're like we call it. A lot of the top guys call it like mirroring. So it's like you'll take your guy and like just kind of like play one-on-one defense and just kind of like mirror just as best as you can like mirror every single one of his movements so he can't like beat you in any way exactly and just kind of like just trying to clamp at everything at the same time which is obviously more difficult way more difficult to said than done especially the better player you're playing trying to keep him on the um, side of the dots and trying to take away the passing lanes while you do it yeah literally just keep yeah keeping him to the outside and making sure that like you're switching your computers at times and dragging them into the passing lanes and making sure that just everyone's in the position you want them to be in, which is a lot harder than it sounds like. 
Right. No, definitely. It's it's definitely a game within a game. It's like putting in golf. It's one of those things where it's uh. very complex. And for somebody who doesn't mm-hmm. know these little intricacies, like somebody who's just, you know, flipping through Twitch streams and, like, watches it, like... Because the people who are good at this game make it look very easy. <laughs> so oh, it's really yeah, easy yeah. to miss, like... All, it's really easy not to know, like, oh, I don't know anything about what's going on right now, because one, you might not be familiar with hockey or the game. It just looks like, oh, yeah. everyone just crashes the net and they shoot, and if it goes in, mm-hmm. awesome kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, literally. Wow. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's it's so easy to, like, watch someone good play and be like, oh, like, this guy's not good. He missed, he missed this, and he missed that, and he missed this, and he lost to so-and-so, and it's like... Right. It's like when someone it's a lot a easier UFC fight that's like five seconds. Like yeah. I can run at a guy and put my knee up. Like yeah, yeah. Well, it's like no. yeah, like McDavid's goals he's been scoring lately. There's so many people that are like, oh, oh like it, it wasn't even that good offensively. Like the defense, like he he walked through four people. Like someone should do something. It's like like yes, but it's also Connor McDavid that made them look stupid. Yeah. As opposed to them just being stupid, like they're NHL defensemen. And yes, could it have been played better? Probably, but it's like maybe let's. Give some credit. Go to on the other man. side. Yeah, maybe let's go on the other side and say, hey, maybe these defensemen looked stupid because Connor McDavid lo- made them look stupid. I mean, you know he what I mean? For the entire team. <laughs> like, yep. And, and he's done it more than once, so I don't think it's the defenseman at this point. I think it might be Connor McDavid. Yeah, right. Maybe it's not a fluke. <laughs> like, after yeah. how many flukes do you consider that a trend? Be like, hey, maybe this yeah. McKinnon guy is good. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe he's a good hockey player. Wait, maybe Cal McCarr is go- old enough to play in this league. Like, yeah, don't you? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, what exactly. So, as much as I hate it, because this has been great so far, we're getting close to our time, because we try to keep it between an hour and a half area, because, you know, it's a podcast. People usually don't have that large of an attention span. So, at this sure. time, is there anything you would like to say to the new budding competitive player or streamer or would you like to like? Do you have any discount codes you'd like to put out there to help you know your brand, your business? Is there anything you'd like to put out at this time? Uh, as for the brand, so like I've just started streaming, so I don't really have anything going for me. I mean, there's my Twitch is there. It's just Bush Twenty Six. If you ever want to watch some uh, competitive and entertaining NHL, that's there. And when do you? Um, as for the advice portion, uh, I stream weekends for sure. Usually between Thursday and Sunday is um, when like the weekend league, like Hot Champs, is. So usually I'll stream two or three of those days and it's usually kind of in, I usually try and start around like anywhere from three to five and go for a couple hours till so till like and that is anywhere from like seven to 10. So yeah. Eastern, Eastern yeah. till like seven or 10. So kind of that like late afternoon to into the evening kind of thing. Nice. Um, and then during the week, I usually don't stream Mondays, but usually Tuesday through Thursday. So it's usually kind of like Tuesday through Sunday, Monday off pretty much try and do almost every day. Makes sense. Um, you got to yeah exactly Uh, but then uh as for the advice i would say honestly for a player i'll do player and streamer for a player get your reps in learn the game because that's what it comes down to play the game watch good people play the game on twitch shout out me not to plug my own twitch there but um (laughs) no i'm kidding but uh like people like grand people like people like you i don't know you can kind of tell who's good and if you don't know who's good like just kind of watch ask around like you'll see who the good players are kind of thing and who's really good at the game you can learn a lot by watching how good people play the game and then kind of take that into your own game see what's being done differently and applying certain things or trying to apply them and learn them and then um yeah, just just play the game and make sure you're like just 
you got to take your ass whippings too, unfortunately, but that, that's how it goes. Um, and then for streaming, I mean, I just kind of started and I already kind of had like an alley-oop into it just with already playing competitively, but just be consistent, like just keep grinding. Don't get frustrated if you only have a couple of viewers, whatever, like you just got to, you got to grind through it and you'll eventually build like if every stream you can build one like loyal one relationship with a viewer and make sure you just pay attention to everyone like everyone is like your friend like just talk to everyone say their names like be engaging with them and just have them like make people want to come back you know what i mean like build a community where people want to come watch you and hang out with you and talk to you every day nice to people like it's kind of the same way as life just be nice to people it's not hard um build those relationships angelo is doing and do the opposite (laughs) yeah yeah there you go um but just build those relationships if you like think about it. every stream if you can build one person that wants to come back and becomes a loyal viewer that comes to see you every time you'll eventually build that kind of it sounds weird to say but almost like your guaranteed viewer count just because you know certain people are going to show up every single time it eventually just starts climbing and climbing and climbing and you have more people watching you you build a little community and then just have fun with it man like just just enjoy it that's great yeah, we always try to promote, put out the content that you would like to watch. Don't feel obligated to play a certain game because that's what's getting all the likes. Just because someone like yeah. everyone likes to watch Warzone doesn't mean you have to be a Warzone player. Play what you like. Oh, man, just, just exactly. play. Like, Someone's going to find you. If you're not enjoying what you're doing, it's going to be obvious to see. You know? like 100%. 100%. And if, you're, if you have to fake it for somebody to like your content... Then when you start to be real after you gain that community, all those people are probably going to believe because, you know, they they weren't down for your shit to begin with. So you might as well be up front yeah, at, the exactly. at the rip. Well, Booch, yep, it's absolutely great having you on. And I think we covered just about every little thing I can think of. Do you have any parting words for the people at home? Uh, I mean, just thanks for having me, I guess. Um, it was nice to just get to kind of talk my thing just about like my background and the content and then the competitive side of nhl too and just kind of back to what we said it's just crazy to see where like gaming is taking like when i was playing nhl on the computer when i was younger and just now even playing like just the last couple years before like money tournaments came in it's like i never in a million years would have thought i'd like be talking about what i've done in nhl on a podcast you know what i mean like it's just crazy from playing nhl on a crappy computer potato sitting in water with Mm -hmm. wires coming out of it to holding a happy gilmore check at a minnesota oh yeah oh yeah yeah that was a surreal moment yep that's for sure it's crazy to think about but yeah man like uh, just thanks for having me and thanks uh everyone who ends up listening to this and just like i said if uh I got pretty much right now just a Twitch and a Twitter, so by all means, just follow on there, and that's where you'll find me. And that is Booch26. Name will be in the description. I am the 8-Bit Nobody. This has been Castle Comms. Have yourself a 